Don't you see how much someone else doing something over there with a money printer can affect your life here? That's where I want to, to, to take their control from them. So if I once I learned how to take that control away from them, the control becomes in my hands now. So now now I hold my future in my hands. So that that's the freedom that I want. Hey everybody, this is the High Hash Rate Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Dan. And this podcast is just two plebs getting high and talking about Bitcoin, life, and the absurdity of the fiat world. Our guests don't necessarily get high with us, and you don't have to either. But it helps. Live here with uh, with Rage uh, from from Twitter. Uh, what's going on, bro? Not much, man. Just excited to be here. Excited to talk with you guys. Hey, what's your uh, What's your Twitter handle? And t- talk about your accounts on Twitter and how you kind of uh, how you, how we kind of came to know you and meet you and get you on the show. Oh, I should wait. Can I add something? Um, Are you comfortable with your image being broadcasted? Yeah, I've uh, I've been getting open to this in the beginning. I wanted to be a little bit more like hidden, but then I then I started to really think about uh, like Bitcoiners. Like I really want everyone to be like seen as a Bitcoiner. So I was like, why why hide myself? So I'm I'm trying to be out there. Okay. All right. Let's just go straight into that. Let's go straight into that because I feel the same way. So I don't. I have no. I have no problems with uh, people who are privacy focused and they're like, yep. they want to stay anonymous. Like I totally respect that. And I, and I think we should protect that. But, uh, me personally, uh, and I mean, this even, we can even go into like politics on this one, but I, I think that, uh, there's something to be said about being out there and being unafraid and like fighting for Bitcoin fighting with your face out there. If you feel that you can deal with it or in that you can, uh, uh, withstand any of the the bullshit that might come your way and be willing to fight for it even if there's consequences because i think that freedom is not something that you can expect some third party government whatever to protect for you like you have like freedom means making the decisions that you want to make and doing what you want to do and doing what you think is right and hope you know if you're lucky, you're living a place where you can, you have a lot of freedom for that, but uh, or a lot of liberty to do that. Yeah, but it, yeah. Yeah. And if you don't, but if you don't have that and you still feel strongly enough, like if you make that decision and you, you suffer the content, maybe you go to jail, whatever it is, I think that you're more free uh, in that sense, because you didn't let these external factors uh, dictate your action. How do you, how do you feel, feel about that? I feel like since uh, since we're in America, we have the uh, we're in a better place for us to stand and fight for freedom. And I think that Bitcoin is a freedom technology. And then so if we here can be the ones to fight for it and push for it around the world, I think that's also that's going to help with adoption. And it's going to help with not just the adoption of Bitcoin, but like the the freedom that comes with it. So we should be the ones to start standing up and fighting and, sh- and showing our face and and uh, being like going to meetups and just like showing ourselves in the community like we need to be the ones to do it. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's easy for me to talk like all, all confidently because like I'm not in Iran where they're like literally hanging people right now just for protesting. So, you know, I got to check my, check myself a little bit, but I still, I still feel that way. So like how, um, how long have you been in Bitcoin? Like how, when did you kind of orange pill? Um, I was, I did it all by myself. Like my, uh, my buddy showed me like Robin hood about two years ago. 
Okay. And so when, when I started just to learn about stocks and everything like that, and then I uh, learned about Coinbase, I got my first sats in like April 14th, 2021. And so uh, it was it was right at the top. So I, I kind of just got, I got wrecked by everything. So that was a learning lesson, just jumping into the, into the, in finances in general, I was learning what stocks were, what bonds were, and then you find out what crypto is and you dig into that. And so get a, if you buy a couple of the tops of some shit coins, you learn pretty fast to be a Bitcoin maxi. What's uh what was it about Bitcoin or what was it that happened that uh made you a maxi or did did you just kind of start off as um, one? I just I just I understood I like math a lot, so math came a little bit easier to me. And so um and I knew I knew that there was something with crypto. There was something in there that there was something that was breakthrough. Like I didn't know what it was, but I was gonna go try to dig and find out what it was. But the, the mathematical certainty of Bitcoin always kind of like like loomed with me. Like, why why do we need all these other ones if this one is so sure and it seems like so mathematically proven? Why do we need all this other shit? So I had to go dig into it. And it's like, oh, we don't need all that other shit. Right. Um, what, what was the catalyst for you to get into something like Robin Hood even? Like, it was where, just a button. Where, like the, what's that? where were you in your life, basically? I was actually just, I had just bought in my house and then I had just, just starting to actually pay some uh, bills off. So I was just starting to get into that, like, like, where do I save my money for the future? How do I set myself up for retirement? So I was asking questions about like IRAs and well, what, what should I do with this? And just, just asking about all these questions. So my buddy was just, uh, just trying to show me what stocks were. I didn't even know I could like buy them personally, like for the brokerage. So I was just having to learn all of these different like vehicles of how you, how to store your wealth. Cause I had I bought my house, so I was using that as a like a storage of wealth for a while, and then uh, then you start to like branch out to learn what else what else is there to invest in, and then then it just took me down the route of like what is money, and then once you learn about what is money, you just want to run the fastest way away from the dollar or any other fiat currencies, and and get yourself into Bitcoin once you once you fully see the big picture. Uh, so you know something that's kind of common. Uh, with Bitcoiners when they kind of hit, they get introduced and they kind of start getting orange pilled. And it's true about myself is that you kind of go through this. I think uh, Andreas and mastering Bitcoin calls it uh, like a fugue state where you just get kind of obsessed and it like takes over. your just like, a, takes over everything and the way you think, how you think about everything else, how you evaluate everything else. And it even sometimes hopefully not, but negatively affects people's relationships because it gets so obsessed. Did you have some sort of uh, a situation or like experience like that? Uh, there was just a, a lot of like uh, just ideas that were going around in my head and I would, I would find myself in different talks with my friends and uh, definitely a, a lot more standoffish with them. They know not to like kind of go down that rabbit hole with me, <laughs> but uh, but definitely I've had to learn to like tame myself a little bit or just hold back my ideas. Because once you once you peel back that layer and uh, you you kind of see the world for what it is and what like what people are doing and the the incentives that they're set up to do in the fiat world, and you can you pulled yourself out of that. And you don't have fiat brain anymore, and you see like the friends that you care about and the loved ones you have, and they're stuck in fiat brain and on that hamster wheel, and you want to like pull them off of it so bad. But they, you have to you have to jump off the hamster wheel. You can't be pulled off of it. So. That's, right. That's what I've been, but I have, I had had hard times with uh, like big talks and be like, okay, well now I know I just don't bring it up with that person. Cause he, he's not going to, he's not going to get it. He's not ready for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rage, I think that, no, go ahead. I was going to ask Rage, what, what line of work are you in? So I just, uh, 
I've been making signs for about uh, 12 years now. So I, right out of high school, I pretty much just started doing that. And I've, I've been doing that ever since. So like fabrication. Yep. Yeah, inst installation. Yeah. I've all, all different types of signage. So is that, and can you kind of go walk us through that a little bit? Like, what does that mean? Yeah, okay. Is it lasers? Okay. So whenever I first started, I was just doing installs. We were just do uh, cut vinyls that I would just weed them out, mask them. Go this is like a sign I'm seeing outside of a store or something. Yeah. Just like hours okay. on the front, on the front windows and graphics and stuff Got like it, okay. that. So most All of the time right. it's just like a single color. You can cut it and, and put it up or sometimes you, then we have printers, you can print, laminate it and then go cut it out and put it up on windows or, and then we do like the big lighted up signs. Like there's, we do stuff off the freeways. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, we, I, I was just in CSUB Bakersfield, the like the, the big college here. I was just redoing the bookstore. So there's doing all these graphics inside and big dimensional letters. So mm -hmm. so I run a um a computerized cutter. Um so yeah, any any type of signage you can kind of think of, even big like light up ones. So yeah, I have we have a guy that does neon. So yeah, any type of signs you can think of, that's what I've been up to. So and I can install most of them. Have you done any of the live nudes? Live nudes. I haven't seen that <laughs> no, now. No. Uh, is that like, are there like artists and craftsmen or is it, is it mostly digital? It's mostly digital. It's a lot of just, uh, like, like the computers doing majority of their work. There's not a lot of like artistry. The only, like the only part like, I could say that's kind of like artistry on my part is like applying all the graphics afterwards and kind of doing like some of the design work. Yeah. Through my, um, through my other account that I had started, um, since since I'm a sign maker, I made this other account for uh, all my waste material. So like uh, all my leftover scraps, like whenever I make all of my big signage, I'll put little Bitcoin bees all in uh, the extra spots so I don't waste any of the material. Yeah, those are <laughs> that's one of them. But yeah, so so yeah, throughout so say I cut like these big letters. Anytime I have like little waste spots, I'll put uh, just little little hodls or anything else. If someone's got a, like a little design, like like what you had there, so. But yeah, so I've been doing that with all this excess acrylics since I can't I can't re recycle any of those. So that's uh, I've, I've been just trying to do that. And then any so any other design work that I'll do. So that, that'd be the art part of it. But I've just been trying to uh, maximize all of uh, all of the material I've been working with and like kind of taking the Bitcoin ethos and like not wasting, like taking any waste and making it something potentially good. Nice. What is the. Uh... What are the guys in the shop? How do they feel about Bitcoin? Do you have anybody that you can at least talk to every day about it? Um, the owner is the one that I'm really trying to get. Like he's a, he's been a big stock guy for a long time. And uh, he's, he's, he knows he's like, I could tell something in crypto is going to be the future. And, I'm, and but I, I just don't know which one. And he's like afraid to actually do the buying part of it. So I just kind of, I kind of have this thing with him, me and him. If, if anyone tips me through this uh, project that I'm doing, me and him just split it uh, down the middle. So he's kind of getting, um, He's building up a position. That's what he calls it in his mind because he's got like like stock mind, you know. Like so, he's, he's still thinking he's like building a position. I'm like, no, we're I'm stacking stats for you, man. <laughs> he's uh, he's basically building a a, um, a position through me of getting these signs. So that's that's the main nice. part I'm trying to work with. But there's a couple other guys. There was one guy in my uh, shop. I started working. He sees seeing me make all these Bitcoin signs. He's like, dude, the owner of Bitcoin is gonna hit you up to start doing signs for him. I'm like. There's, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> the CEO. <laughs> the CEO, right? So yeah, I was like, no, it doesn't work like that. There's there's no head of this. And I was trying to explain, like, I, I, I honestly believe that we're living through the, the separation of money and mm. state. And I was trying to explain that to him in a period of time. And it was like blowing his mind. So <laughs> I don't know if he's ready for it all, but that was a little slice he got. How long yeah, have I... you been in that line of work? Just 
This is 12 years, 12 years now. So I've been well, doing it for a good amount of time. So have you seen a, a, a surge or have you seen more Bitcoin signage over those 12 years? Nope, I have not at all. I'm actually trying to be um, like, I'm trying to f- force it because uh, like I, I with Oshi, there's, have you guys heard of that app? Mm-hmm. Heard, heard of the Oshi app? No. Okay. Well, they, it's like a uh, different ways of selling, uh, selling your goods for Bitcoin. So like, if you just, if you go on to Oshi on the Oshi app, you can like, so what I was doing, I was buying some beef through them. And then, so if you pay in Bitcoin, you get Bitcoin back through the app. And then uh, it's so, and also just like supports like local economies and stuff or like local businesses per, and then that are uh, nice. accepting stuff for Bitcoin. So I, uh, I started doing a thing on there of putting my banners up. And so if you want to be like have accepted Bitcoin, accepted your banners and then decals would come with it. So it was like a little package that I put on there. So I've been trying to to make there be more options for Bitcoin signs. So that's me pushing for it. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of perfect that we had you on this week because something I've been thinking about for the past few days, I even tweeted about it, was mm-hmm. that I think there needs to be more uh, Bitcoin imagery, the logo, the ether, you know, some of the, sl- the slogans and sayings uh, more prominently featured in the physical world. Because I think that, especially the past few years where we're just kind of stuck on our phones, we're stuck online, we're stuck on social media, and it's people are just on their phone more than ever, right? Like you've got this, we've kind of conquered the whole world in the sense that there's people everywhere. There's, you know, it's industrializing everywhere. So the only thing that's left to like colonize is like people's attention. And so you've got these, these mega corporations who their only path forward of growth is to like capture every bit of your imagination or of your attention. So, so much of it's consumed digitally that it's like, there, whether we're really conscious of it or not, there's like this divide, this conscious divide between the physical real world and this the world of ideas, things that we're just thinking about and seeing on a screen. And people, everything they see on a screen, all the bullshit that we've gotten from the news, the media, social media, everything, all the information that's been gatekept and they've just been, you know, fake news for whatever you want to call it, just shoved down our throats. We're immediately in this sense of... Um, question everything that you see on the screen question every narrative that you hear or that you, you know all these ideas crypto is a big one it's still unfortunately associated with bitcoin but people don't question what they see in the real world and i think that if you can kind of make bitcoin uh as ubiquitous in the real physical world as you can in the idea intellectual part of your brain that uh that that's going to be an important piece of people actually appreciating the scarcity of Bitcoin is when it's, even if it's not a conscious uh, realization or something that they're super aware of, I think that it really will have a mental impact. So I think that uh, what you're doing is a disproportionately beneficial thing, just kind of like saving waste, right. Or uh, saving from extra waste, getting those signage and stickers and everything. Yeah. Yeah, providing something like tangible for something for somebody to uh, to be able to kind of grab or even gift as a gift. So I just I sent some some down to some other guy. He's doing a uh, meetup, so he I gave him a, like a big like a bunch of stack of them, so he can hand those out to the that meetup, you know. And, and for me, it's like it was ultimately it was going to go in the trash anyway. So if they if they don't have a use of it, like I made I have made this encapsulated some energy in, in into a Bitcoin logo that it's going to be hard for people to like just destroy. Like you could still throw it away, but I've I've encapsulated that energy of that waste in 
into a Bitcoin logo forever that people can move around. And it's something tangible that people can pass back and forth to each other. So I think that's a cool aspect of it too. And like it's sharing things that I put my time and energy into. I get to send it over to you and then you get to enjoy it as well. It's also something that even connects totally. us through something that's tangible through Bitcoin. And Mike, we've kind of talked about this in the past. Like what he just said is a good point, right? Where it's like he's encapsulating or he's wrapping this energy into a physical item and it and it look i mean the the stuff that you sent me the logo and the little block and like the those little signs and, and stickers and everything right it was like awesome package to receive um it's awesome yeah like that stuff it, it's cool it, it is obvious that energy went into it like literal energy not just your energy mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and 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 that's part of that physical space right like that whatever you're seeing, whether it's a sign or whatever, like energy was required to, to, to create that and to channel it into having, you know, a nice look or whatever, just to have that design. So like, that's part of it too. Another thing I was thinking about, even with like what's going on with the beef initiative, how um, how Bitcoin something that we can't really like it's not tangible to us, but it's having a tangible in, like uh, impact on everything on how how we want to interact with each other and someone's energy that they put into creating that beef, they will accept it for this this better this better money for so it's just better that we can just uh, it gives us an even ground for us to communicate on through this through that energy that uh, we're now seeing together eye to eye. Yep. Value for value slash energy for energy. Yep, exactly. Because the people who have commodities, right? Like they're the ones getting screwed with the paper money. It's like, yep. it, it's oh, and it's on to delayed basis, everything. So it's, it's tough. Yeah. This idea of solidifying an image in this, uh, you know, very hard material mm -hmm. uh, that is forever there until you know some sort of destructive act comes upon it um it's so interesting to think about how that's like passing a, a, a physical mean i would say yeah and to destroy I, it requires more energy yeah and it, it it's also subject to more physical laws as well like not as many people can see it it's like it's more localized it's uh obviously it's corporeal you know it's like stuck to you mm -hmm. Almost kind of like what it what an open dime would basically do to, to Bitcoin. It's it's locking in that energy and something tangible like that mm -hmm. as well. Right. I think that we need to have some sort of uh, like gift cards that you can buy uh, at the store, right? That you can just run it through the credit card machine uh, at any store. I mean, I don't. The, there'd be have to be some sort of technology to convert it, but you know, like Strike was doing with the uh, you could pay Lightning at like all these uh, terminals that, that like Chipotle. It's like some company that basically every like half the retail and, and restaurants that you go to you can pay with lightning that they announced yeah, that at the conference some with a tap signer that you can do it's uh, right right yeah so it's like a like a reuse one so but it still gives you like some some tangible aspect it's, you can and also the availability of different options of how you want to use bitcoin like right. uh, if it's like your super multi-sig for your your bank vault you know or if you want to use moon as like your checking account you know like the the availabilities of of what bitcoin can do of how many different ways you can hold it use it and and transact with it it's uh that's that's another really cool part that a lot of people that you don't that you don't get with other because you can't really like store wealth in dollars yeah you can move dollars really fast and back and forth but you don't get a storage vehicle but bitcoin can be it all in one right like it's we i've been to el salvador twice and it is it's not as widely used as people would 
probably hope, but it is used by people who need it the most. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's a little bit weird at first and it's cool to like, every time you go out to a restaurant, you're paying in Bitcoin, you're paying, you're like in this shack, literally like there's no walls. It's just a tin roof held up by sticks and like a stone oven. And there's this little, uh, little old lady making pupusas and, you, and you're paying her in Bitcoin for the pupusas in the middle of nowhere. Right. <laughs> and, and the craziest thing, and I think a lot of people that have been to Bitcoin beach can probably know what I'm talking about. Like on the main road there, there's like this old dirty plastic trash bin and it's got a big Bitcoin logo on it. And it's kind of like faded and dirty. And it's just, it's so crazy to see that because like Bitcoin's so new and it's mostly digital and you always see a perfect image on your phone or whatever. And then you see it like in the real world, like in this state of decay on the side of this trash can. It makes and it's me just think like, the, it's like it's the here. Bit, the Bitcoin B is so hard of an image to stop, by the way. Right. Am I wrong? It's it's universally recognized. It's so difficult. Like, how do you even? It, it, that's something that persists, like through time. Just the image itself, right? It's like the cross in a way. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, it's been about a year. You're going on two years since you kind of hit the orange pill, right? Yeah. Um, and at which point did you? start to just like identify as a Bitcoiner and like, we're, like I see you're wearing a t-shirt right now, right? Like wearing them in public, uh, just, you know, like being kind of out there is like, you know, yeah, was, you're, you're proud of it. You're promoting it. Yeah. It was just once, I think it was after I met, like uh, after I met the first couple of people that were in, in Bakersfield um, that were Bitcoiners, once you start getting um, like in a group of Bitcoiners, that's when I, that's when I could kind of see the power of the technology. Like I could sit there and learn about it on my phone as much as I want, but Whenever I was there uh, hanging out with these other people and I just saw eye to eye with them immediately, um, that's that's kind of just when I when I knew I was like, holy shit, this this is bigger than just the protocol itself. This is like it's enhancing people's way of like uh, putting them on a new wavelength um, that that's kind of what it felt like is. Um, this is kind of towards the point of what I was going to want to talk to you guys about the uh, about music festivals. Have you guys gone to a lot of music festivals before? Give me 30 yeah. seconds. I'll be right back. But okay. yes, I have. And we'll go for it from there. Well, the problem is I, I have not been to many music festivals, nor uh, maybe a couple concerts, a couple okay. good concerts. I'd say probably one of the most memorable ones was a Deftones concert. Okay. In, where was I? I was in uh, somewhere in England. Mm -hmm. So it was like an interest. It's sort of an interesting combination to see Deftones in England. I don't know. That was yeah. the, <laughs> that's the extent of my music festivalness. Which so one did you go to, Mike? I, none, zero. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I used. To, I I'm a big music festival guy. At least I used to be. I I went to a bunch. You know, I went to Bonnaroo, Hangout, Electric Forest, okay. and a bunch of smaller ones. Summer Camp, Wakarusa. Um, and I hadn't gone in years, but I went to, uh, ultra music festival in Miami this nice. spring, which was a really good time. And right. I realized I missed it. And it was especially nice because even like this spring, we were still kind of coming out of that. Even though, yeah, I didn't really experience lockdowns or anything where I'm at, but, um, at least not ex other than like the first two months of COVID, mm -hmm. but most, you know, it was even like a mental 
situation is like being in this giant crowd in Miami for ultra festival was like, it was like such a refresh. It was such a great feeling. Um, so I missed it and I, I want to start going back to festivals. Yeah. No, I, uh, the, the reason why I ask is I, I, I go to, I used to go to a lot of them as well. Like that's, I come from like a EDM kind of scene with like a nice. lot of step and all of that. So I used to go to a lot of those, but my, my main thing I was going to ask you is like, have you ever been at one of these shows and like all of a sudden, like you're just vibing to a song and like you look over and you don't even know this person, like you make like Mike, make, make eye contact with them. And all of a sudden you guys are like on the same, like white, like wavelength. And you're just like kind of vibing to the same song together. Have you ever had oh, that yeah. experience? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That that experience right there is like meeting another Bitcoiner because like you've already you've done all of this work to to get out of your way to go to this one location to to be there to be at this stage to listen to this person so you already know that you're you already have something in common so it's just and then all you have to do is lock eyes and you know, and like you know that you're already there together that connection that's that's what it felt like going to like my first Bitcoin meetup and it was like holy shit I don't have to explain this you don't I'm not arguing with you about why crypto was bad or what like i don't have to do all of that we already we already see eye to eye and now we can continue talking about whatever else we want to talk about <laughs> right it's um when you're at the concert like or the music festival you're kind of getting on the same wavelength uh and like bitcoin aligns everybody's incentives kind of gets everybody on the same mission and that's a similar like you're getting on the same wavelength or the even you can bring in the energy into it it's like everybody's getting to the into this into the right rhythm into the same rhythm uh and you and you can feel it it's like so much less friction in an environment like that kind of like you mentioned even where you can get you know if you think about right now politics is one of the most dividing uh factors in not just the united states but everywhere Mm -hmm. but when you're with bitcoiners right you can online it's a little different especially on twitter but in real life it's like you can have disagreements about political ideology and you kind of all hash it out and you know so to speak and uh you can talk about it and you can get kind of high level with it um and without going at each other's throats most of the time yeah it's it's yeah. all about learning i feel like with bitcoiners like we're all we're all still like looking we're all still figuring out the path like i like i still don't think the rabbit hole is hasn't ended we're all still we're all still traveling down that same path some are different spots some are farther down but we're all we're all working together to try to figure out what what this technology is going to do so it's just it just it, it, it aligns incentives that's another thing that's crazy it's just i think what i think bitcoin just really takes money and it flips it on its head because um Fiat seems like a race to beat your your fellow man. Like I want to do better than them, but in Bitcoin, it's like I want you to do better because then ultimately my like we are on the same team and my our money is even more valuable together. So I think it just really flips money. So it flips our. Yeah, that's why they called it dog. Yeah, dog eat dog world or the rat race, right? Like you're in competition at all times with everybody around you, everybody in your community, even your own family. So yeah. it's kind of crazy. Um, what or who were the you know podcasts uh, authors influencers whoever who were who was like kind of give you that boost on your journey initially and who and who um, is it now um i think it was kind of weird because in the beginning it was actually uh, it was isaiah jackson um okay yeah yeah it was through um was a gentleman of crypto because I, I was i definitely did a lot of shit coin in the beginning so uh, i liked hearing about like crypto and i like i like his take on everything and they were definitely 
they were they were leaning towards like one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. I'm trying to understand what the hell does that mean? Why are you saying it like that? <laughs> so but but so it kind of started with him. And then I, I kind of grown away from that. I just feel like he took a different path with like the whole Miami coin. I got like kind of caught up in all that. And then I realized that was a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> um, but uh, so then then it was then I just had to do like the the basic stuff, like uh, the Bitcoin standard. I went through that. But um, I just I've, I've been really enjoying like digging the farther, the farther I dug into it, like I went right past like McCormack stuff. I, I wanted to dig deeper into like, uh, whenever I found your guys' stuff, I like to find the people that are um, like the, the new and upcoming people, the ones with the better ideas. Like what I wanted to tell you about your guys' show is that uh, I feel like everyone else's ideas, they want to stick to like a certain thing. They can't go on tangents because they, they want to stick to their, whatever they're trying to say. Yours, you guys like embrace tangents. So like, that's, what's fun. It's a different, it's a different idea of like taking on a podcast. Like, let's see what you guys, where you guys take this one today. No, I, one of the things, and I don't think it's a bad thing either is uh, you listen to like the really big pod, like Peter McCormick. I love Preston Pish. He's one of the guys that really uh, was big on my radar, but they, um, they, they kind of just keep going over the basics about uh, the supply. It's 21 million. Tie it to economics and macro. And it's just a lot of... Sort of, sort of like that baseline message message right. with Bitcoin, right? And that's awesome because it reiterates the importance of, of everything. It, it helps when you're doubting or when you, you're in the bear markets. It helps when you're new and you just reinforce the, the core points, the signal, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's great. But I think after a while, you kind of want to Bitcoin's like that. It seeps into the deeper layers of your brain and starts to like change how you think. And you're like, hey, man, I've been thinking about these crazy thoughts or having these crazy ideas going on these crazy rabbit holes. Mm-hmm. And I wish somebody would, uh, you know, kind of talk about some of those things, even if it's crazy, you know, it doesn't make that much sense because. Yeah, you, you test. It feels like with Bitcoin that we haven't. It's like unwalked territory. So like we're like, well, let's go walk down there and like let's go uh, embrace this idea just for a second, even if it's stupid. But let's just see it because it was never an option before. Now we now it opens up all these other options of like what what we can do. Like I don't do we need to do it? I don't know, but can we? <laughs> what uh, yeah. what's a tangent that maybe you've just gone on mentally at some point recently that. Uh, it's like kind of like you mentioned with the music festivals where everybody's kind of getting on that same rhythm. You have anything else that uh, you've been kind of teasing out in your mind? Um, well, what you guys got me thinking about is like, uh, I think it was a couple episodes ago, or but you guys were talking about like locking in, like you guys were talking about energy being locked in. So that's kind of why I was talking about it a second ago of like of making whenever I make these signs, how it's how it's locked into that that shape for a while. So and thinking about so like while these my machines are running, I'm thinking about all the energy that's going into me creating this file and like to put this little piece of plastic and then all of this energy is going to be locked into this little thing for like for as long as is it exists like that it's going to take so much to break it so like just a second ago that's that's been one of the big tangents of of um energy trans transformation how it's none of it's really lost but it just transforms into something new and uh i honestly like feel like uh with where we're at the my my life is is to take the value of this fiat world and switch it and put it into bitcoin so like um my life goal is to to make cause Bitcoin to have more value because I'm just switching mine into a better money. So that's, it's kind of like another, another thing is just this constant switch into something that's more permanent. Yes. It's the, a lot of people think about the energy 
Mike, you're muted, by the way. Uh, the energy. Yeah, you're still muted. Um, Thank you. There you go. Uh, the the energy. It always happens. As it relates to mining. <laughs> and it's like, that's kind of where the energy debate and conversation with Bitcoin comes in. Because, you know, that's the measurable. You can look at the hash rate. Uh but there's the mo the the part that's not priced in is what you just said. All of the energy and work that we're doing as Bitcoiners in the digital space and the physical space that is transforming our marriages, our relationships, our families, our communities, our friendships, uh, our the, just the signs, art, uh, the financial. There's all of this that is not easily measured. That is it's not being it's not being priced in mm -hmm. to the future. Yep. Yeah. I think it was CK that always talks about the, like the, with the infinity divided by 21 million, like with that 21 million cap, it makes more infinity because all of the extra production that we're even going to get from there being that, that base layer of 21 mil. Right. It's every action that we do to, to benefit or to further Bitcoin increases or, you know, yeah. Increase. Increases. It's not the right word, but increases infinity, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it's mind blowing. That's why I liked, uh, that's one of the signs that I send out is that infinity over 21 million. I think uh, I took it right from uh, this Newt's, his book. I took the, yeah. the logo right from that and uh, I made that little sign. So I was like sending that out to people because even some people will, will hit me up on that account and there'll be kind of like crypto people. So like if I if I see one of those, I'll definitely put in one of those infinity divided by 21 million. Like here, you might like the Bitcoin B, but yeah, think about that one. <laughs> right. Yeah. How, yeah. how important is that infinity over 21 million? That sort of symbol through how, how long do you think that's going to? Do you think that's something that will turn into some some sort of like math equation? You said you were really into math. What do you think about this? Yeah, <laughs> I, I I think ultimately it's meant to be just extremely simple. Like it, it, it's like Bitcoin is like this black hole that's that I think eventually is everything. Like Bitcoin is going to be priced in dollars until everything else is priced in Bitcoin. So it's it's gonna it's literally sucking in like all of all of the potential value because we only truly need one good money that's it that's it the like even the dollar milkshake theory how it's going to do that well the bitcoin is an even bigger milkshake theory that's going on so right. uh, i think that the math itself should be simple but whenever you actually do the math and put the numbers in it's fucking mind-blowing like whenever you what you what you think it could be <laughs> so but yeah so so it just it gives you a scope of like how, how small bitcoin even is right now whenever you think about all of the numbers do you think the three of us have entered into some sort of cult? <laughs> it always, it always definitely feels like it when you start. Uh, I, I have one of these members that's definitely not a, a, a huge Bitcoiner, and he, uh, he definitely feels like I feel like I came back from a revival, like after he comes talks to our meetup, you know, because <laughs> like, oh, yeah. you know, just, just keeping the faith alive over here, man. <laughs> the, you know, I, I, I liken it to. So I, I try to be cognizant of how I talk about Bitcoin to the uninitiated because it can sound very culty. There's a lot of jargon. Because um, I think about if you went to church on Sunday and it was... Put it right up, to, put it right up next to Christianity. Like one right, to one, right. it sounds no, the same, right? No, I, well, a little bit. But like my um, the point I was going with is like, if you had never heard of you know, it doesn't have to be Christianity, right? It could be any other, any, any other major yeah, religion. Any religion yeah. I mean, you know, and you'd never heard of it before. And it was not a thing that was well 
baked into society. You took somebody to like one of those services, they'd be like, holy shit, like this is wild. Mm-hmm. The other, you know, but it's just kind of considered uh, by most people as part of society. It's like rituals that people have. Um, and in a, in a lot of ways, Bitcoin is too. A lot of like a lot of the language we use and the stuff we say on Twitter every day, not your keys, not your coin. It's ritual stuff. You know, it's just, it's kind of reinforcing important points and kind of just like, reminding everybody we all fuck up we all sinned we all shit coined yeah. some of us are probably shit coining even though we're saying we're maxis on twitter mm-hmm. but you know it's it's we know what the mission is we know what the purpose is yeah it's like you go to church on sunday morning you don't talk about getting drunk and, and banging a fat chick on uh on saturday night like you just don't bring that part up in church right like you just you, you stay on folk you stay on stay on task or exactly mind right <laughs> right right yeah yeah I, uh what, I, what i've noticed is uh like with, with my wife at the beginning like it was a lot for her to like take in everything that i was trying to explain to her but once i uh she started to go to my meetups and then she's like okay it's kind of it's definitely cooler to like be able to have other people and they're they're thinking the same thing and then after she went to pacific bitcoin as that's when it really like hit her she was like because uh, I've been telling her about a couple people like Lynn Alden and Natalie Burnell and Michael Saylor. So when she's walking around and she's seeing all these people and like seeing how everyone's just like all talking and intermingling. And so that that's what really like drove it home for her. So after after Pacific Bitcoin, she was looking up everybody on Twitter. And that that was that that full thing, because she, she got to have that first full experience where you embrace with everyone around you and you're all talking. We're spending Bitcoin over at the bar, you know, and we're, we're tipping people and buying stuff at the, at the um, little vendors over on the side with Bitcoin. So it was just a full embraceable moment. That's when it really like clicked for her. So yeah, it's, it definitely comes off as a cult, but once you get in there and you might know some of the terminology or something, it, it, you start to really, you embrace like the people around you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, uh, it, uh, my first conference and then subsequent conferences, is just, it's great. It, it's similar to a music festival, right? Like that feeling yeah. you get where you're like, everybody's, everybody's aligned. It's, it's a really good time. Um, so you run uh, a meetup in Bakersfield? Yeah. Yeah, we uh, we had a, a meetup a while back. There was a guy, uh, Shane, and he uh, he started. He did just one big Bitcoin meetup, and then so I, that's when we met a bunch of them. And then he ended up moving out to um, to Tennessee, and then he's uh, he's actually mining with somebody out there. So he went to he went and got a job in Bitcoin. So he nice. went across the country to go get a get a job in Bitcoin. So I'm mad props to him. But then he left he left us in the dust with no meet uh, the, no Bitcoin meetup. So there was me and one other guy, Jesse, and. Uh, I just asked him if he wanted to meet up for beers one night. And then I was like, Hey, can I just make us a Twitter and invite some people? And then that's kind of what it started. So yeah, we just, me and him, uh, we run a meetup. So we have like a bunch of books that we'll kind of keep as like a library. And I take all my signs and decals to give out to new people. So, yep. We just kind of run that local. We have a local brewery that accepts Bitcoin too. So we kind of get to go in there and load people up with some sats and then go have them go buy a beer with it. So it's, it's pretty fun. That's definitely one way to spread the message as well. Like that's such a nice combination of your skills. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, is. it definitely is. I, I feel very lucky. Like uh, it would it'd be a wasteful opportunity if I, if I wasn't doing this, like with, with what I have at my sign shop and with what I have here at this local brewery that is, and he's totally cool with me wanting to do anything or any type of meetups there. So like this, this opportunity is just, uh, I, I can't pass up on it. So do you have uh like what's the schedule? Do you like do monthlies, weeklies? Do you just kind of meet at the brewery? 
every uh, every other Thursday is what we uh, what we do. So every two weeks, and then um, so yeah, tomorrow actually tomorrow night's one of our uh, last ones of 2022. So crazy. Yeah, but but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. We just we just kind of sit around and talk. Like I'm mainly trying to just teach people, like, and if they have any questions. Um, and and another thing is, I I feel like how how we're going to win is by being out in front of people. Like, we're not going to win on Bitcoin Twitter. We're not. It's not going to happen. Like, we are such a niche little small slice of Twitter. Like, there we're just like a little fly on like normal Twitter, you know. But if when we're actually out there and you're mm. at a meetup, um. And your people are walking by and they're seeing like our logos on the thing and we're buying our food with something else that they're buying. Like, why aren't you using a card? I'm using like they're seeing QR codes. So that's that's where you're really going to hit people. That's that's whenever you're going to uh, it's going to hit home to them. It's like Bitcoin's not just some weird make believe money. Like, no, I've literally just got a beer with that Bitcoin right there. So that that's how I think we win is by being out in the community and them seeing us, seeing my sign outside saying there's a Bitcoin meetup, Bitcoin accepted here. That's when it really bring like rings home for people. How is the how is the turnout, by the way? Um, some nights it'll be like two, three people. Some nights it'll be like twelve. That's that's kind of like roughly our our range. But um, I'm guessing since it's low in the the uh, bear market that it's gonna it's lightening that's up. A, that was gonna be my next question. Yeah, that but that, that very first one when it was the the price was a little bit higher, we had about fifty people into this back section, and we had um, C J Wilson come out and talk. He was oh, one nice. of the of uh, American Bitcoin and American Dream. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's uh, Mike. Mike will appreciate the fact that the guy whose job it is to create symbols and signs to represent brands, to represent ideas, right? Like he's the you're the guy that's out there using like what I was talking about earlier, like that physical. Like you said, your wife came to the event and it was all the people she was surrounded by and all the the talks and using bitcoin to buy beers and yeah. using it to buy stuff at a restaurant right like that's that's really catching people's attention because everybody's larping online but when you actually are are you seeing people do the basics of life eat drink and be social and they're using bitcoin like that that's that means there's something more to that yeah have you noticed a change in the imagery since you got into Bitcoin? Or maybe the signage that you've been making. Um, they think for me, I've just noticed there's a the there's this one guy Igor. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but he's been doing a lot of different artwork uh, with Bitcoin. So I've been I've been seeing a lot of other artists and kind of trying to take ideas from them. But uh, mainly, I've just kind of been stealing all his artwork and uh, just been printing those decals to throw out to people. But but uh, I, I've I've been loving seeing all of like different Bitcoin arts. I got added to some like um, uh, little directory with a bunch of different like Bitcoin artists and stuff like. So it was kind of cool to go around and see everyone else uh, everyone else's things. So even like like crypto cloaks and BTC pins, like it's it's always really cool to see whatever everyone else is kind of using their skill set to do to to be a part of Bitcoin. So if this is my little slice of what I can bring to it, but I I do like uh, seeing everyone else's ideas that they they do it gives me inspiration. Do do Bitcoiners reach out to you to to do signage? Yeah, yeah. There was a. I've actually there's this one guy. He hit me up just for for me to him like to make a logo for him. So I had a little bit of free time at my shop. So I just kind of threw a logo together, and then um, he ended up sending me a jacket um, for for his thing. He's wanting to do like I think 
like a, a clubhouse for like uh for golfing so it's called bitcoin citadel club so that was kind of his idea so i just i made him a logo and and you never know where that's going to turn out you know so like what he what he ends up doing later on but he uh kind of like linked me in with what he's trying to do so yeah a couple of bitcoiners have hit me up trying to get other stuff but i mainly i'm trying to get out like a uh, little banners and little signage to people because just just seeing like bitcoin accepted here in front of like uh, little store fronts that people are doing that's always kind of cool for me to see because that's where it's really to hit home that's going to be conversation starters you know so like local goods with the the banner in front like that that's what i really like yeah the those those signs that you talked about the bitcoin accepted here and some of the bitcoin atm logos yeah. a lot of the, a lot of those all look it's kind of that like 2012 2013 bitcoin branding right but it's evolved a lot since then we've got a lot more terms we've got a lot more imagery we, like the 21 or the infinity over 20, you know, yeah. 1 million stuff like that. So it'd be probably be nice to help, uh, kind of refresh or, you know, give a makeover to some of those older, those older yeah. signs to see around town. I've been thinking about something like a little model for myself, like, uh, who says Bitcoin doesn't have a marketing department, <laughs> you know, that's, a, that's what everyone says. Like, no, nah, we, all of us, we could be that. Exactly. Yep. I have, I have one of the pins up here says we are all Satoshi, you know? Oh yeah. So it's all of us, man. We all we all have to push it together. I see you've got a um a miner back there. Yep, so I actually are, so I you mine are you mining? Yes, yeah, obviously I don't hear it right now, but uh I, I turned it off, you guys. You guys hope uh hope I don't miss a block. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, I just I just recently started doing that, uh just to start heat my house. So what I did is I I, I bought a, a shitload of solar panels whenever I bought this house. Um so I have a, like a bunch of excess. By the end of the year, I had like 250% of what I actually needed. So I was producing like a, a way like a lot extra. So what I'm doing now in the, in the winter, instead of running my heater, I would, I would normally have to pay for the gas for, for the heater to run. Now what I'm doing is I have an ASIC on one side of the house. I got an ASIC on the other side and um, I'm just using those to heat my house and then getting paid for it instead. So, so because the solar is a, it's just a flat payment. So if I have like a, there's like a true up at the end of the year. So I just got to mm -hmm. make sure I'm balanced within that. And I, I'm, it's basically like almost free Bitcoin if I, if I plan it out right. Wow. And just yeah. the, that whistle, the ASIC that doesn't drive you, you guys crazy. Actually, we plugged it in and my wife like loved the noise. Like the noise oh, actually is awesome. better. It's, it's the total opposite story than you hear from everyone else. Cause like the first night we plugged it in and it was kind of running pretty loud. We slept so good just cause like the extra white noise. And then, uh, what I do is I put a little vent. You can see the vent on it. I vent that out and I'll put it into my uh, into my bed sheets. So it gets the sheets all warm right before bed. So yeah, it's uh, it, it's pretty easy to go to sleep with that. <laughs> so so when people say that they buy Bitcoin and it helps them sleep easier, mm -hmm. you literally are mining <laughs> you, Bitcoin you, and it's helping you sleep easier. Exactly. Well, Bitcoin exhaust nuts. is heating your bed sheets. Yes. That's nuts. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like last, last year, it was always like uh, the, the sheets be so cold and you get into it and it's in the middle of winter, even though the heater's on your sheets, your sheets are still cold, but uh, now it's, it's the opposite. Now it's just the, the, and then it's not, another cool thing with the miner, you get to take this vent around wherever you want. And like, if, we, if I want to heat up uh, the, the bathroom while, before I take a shower, I'll do that. If I'm heating up the sheets for bed. So it's, it's kind of fun to mess around with it. Wow. That's actually, that is nuts. That's, that's the, people people are going to be doing this like this is like a growing phase right like this is yeah, the first winter I, I, that people I, I have been talking about this mainstream yeah what i ultimately think is like it's like 
people's home mining. I know they've been doing it for a while, but this is where it's going to get to the point where uh, people are, you're not going to be doing it basically for profit. You're going to be doing it because like I'm, I should as well be using this energy to mine Bitcoin instead of doing it the other way. Because like even, even the energy that's using to heat my water heater right now, like I could be using that energy with some, if, if someone figures out how to put a Bitcoin miner in my water heater, then boom, like they will. That, now your water heater's paying for itself. So it's just over time, anything that's some type of space heater, anything to do with heat, it's just going to switch over to Bitcoin mining. It's just a matter of time. This, yeah, All right. Wow. I'm glad you brought this up because this is the, the, the turning point in thinking that I think is about to happen. And I've been thinking about this for a while because I was saying like, and we talked about on the show that Bitcoin uh, or like Ethereum moving to proof of stake, right? Was the kind of the, the contrast where it's like, it, Proof of stake literally makes it easier if you just have staked Ethereum. If you got, you know, your pre miner, uh, it makes it easier to make more money, make more basically fiat. Yeah. But Bitcoin makes it easier to get more energy. So you've got these energy producers who are just mining Bitcoin with all of the, you know, the, they're flaring the natural gas or they're just mining alongside their uh, oil rigs. And then you've got, this, I mean, it's it's very apparent in the United States right now. It's very apparent in Europe this winter. This lack of, it's yes, lack of energy, but the practical lack. You know, you're lacking in heat. These people can't heat their homes, so you're and you're subsidizing your energy costs. You're making, as Michael Saylor says, um, you're making. Uh, we're, we're digitizing energy. We're making it effectively free. So if we're all subsidizing the heat, we need the energy we're producing. Uh, we don't need those state subsidies anymore. It's we're making energy cheaper effectively. Yep. And, and another great thing is it's from waste. If, if you know how, if you're doing it correctly and it's all going to be like, if I would have done something else with it, like there, there was no other options for it. Like it's the buyer of last resort. It's, it's going to be in there to fill all of the cracks that we have in in our in our system, like the the inefficiencies of wind and solar, all all of the different inefficiencies. It, it can go in there and help, and and not only help, make it profitable to do so. Right. Who's, who's yeah, like going to solve this problem of not, of making me a space heater that mines Bitcoin? Well, they're they're already working they on. Already it. I've seen I've seen a couple. Yep, they but they're like they're little boxes, and they're I think they only run at like five hundred, um, like terahash. But I but it's still pretty quiet. Like even even the ones that I have, once once you like you can tone it down a little bit, like clock it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty quiet. But uh, can I can I plug it. this thing into my wall? Yep. Yeah. Okay. No, so it's I literally. Think... I'll send you a link, Mike. It's literally like a space heater that you would buy at the store, but it's orange and white. And it's you use you just turn it on you just, you know and it heats your room but it's and it it's, heats it's, my room and yeah, it's it, tied and it's tied to uh it's mining Bitcoin for me at to an address it is an ASIC yeah wow so, yeah yeah <laughs> that's that's where everything's gonna go eventually just everyone's trying to learn I think. I think the big one is the energy companies that's coming up like that. That's what I've heard a lot of people talk about once, once they can see it, like they're either wasting it and having to probably pay for some carbon offset for it, or you could flip that and not put the carbon in the air and make money from it. So it's like, it's literally like that's what I was saying earlier. Bitcoin flips money on its head. It flips flips energy on, on its head. It's just, it, it can fill in all of these inefficiencies that we've had in, in so many different areas. Hell yeah. Okay, so if I have one of these space heaters, <laughs> <He's always closing. laughs> how how much Bitcoin Bitcoin am I mining 
And how and what's the what's the cost of it, by the way? It's uh it's so right now, especially with the hash rate being high and the price being low, it's you're still paying a couple hundred bucks for this thing because it's still an ASIC. Uh, and, and where you're at, Mike, you, both of you guys, you have pretty expensive, uh, energy or, or electricity costs relatively. Like, so where I'm at, it's, you know, but it's, I'm already it's using negative. space heaters. I'm already using space heaters. It's the initial cost though. It's the, your initial right. cost to pay for it. Yeah. So you'll pay yourself back and it kind of gives you a calculator on the sales website. So you wow. can put in your, your, uh, kilowatt hour energy cost, the cost that you're buying it for retail price and then you take the current hash rate and you know the hash that you're going to generate you're going to actually be doing from your machine it'll tell you how long it is before you're paid off can it heat a room oh yeah uh with the 500 yeah it probably it would just it would do a room like um i forgot exactly how big mine mine i run it like full go up because i bought what i did is i just bought the s9 uh, s9s from kaboom racks and it was a three for 300. So it was, it was basically like a hundred bucks a machine, but it's not like housed in a nice case, you know? So my, it's just kind of out there. You can, you can see what it looks like, but, uh, <clears throat> but it can definitely heat the room for sure. So what you have in the background is what I would be buying. Um, no, that, that's a, that's an S nine right there in the background. And I just put a, uh, I put a, like a little vent on it so I could move the heat around wherever I want. But if, if that wasn't on there, that would just heat this room up like pretty good. Like it would definitely be hot in here. But when you put a vent on it, I can send it and down if, the hallway. Here, here's another question. Can you throttle the, the heat? And does that affect the um, the Bitcoin that you earn? So Which, all you're doing I'm, is you're doing the, the hash rate. You're moving your Terra hash down. So the maximum the S9, the S9 does is 14, uh, 14 Terra hash, 1400 Terra hash. And then you can drop it to 500. That's where it's going to be quiet. But you're, it'll, it still just kicks out heat. It's just very low fan that's just blowing out a little bit of heat. So, Mike, Mike, let, let me share my screen. I'm going to bring it up right now and show you. My, uh, my, my, uh, cats, my cats love the, the little fan out front. <laughs> They'll sit in front of the miner. All right, your host. There you go. All right. So, can you see that? Wow. That looks slick as hell. It, yep. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to have one of those in my home. <laughs> this I've one's plug, a, I plug that motherfucker yeah. in. Yeah. There we go. So let's say I, just, I run this when I sleep and, you know, it's winter time. It's really cold. Let's say I do it 18 hours. Bitcoin price is not at 20, unfortunately, but I, it's kind of in 10,000 increments. So at 20, uh, $20,000, $20, Bitcoin price, it's saying my estimated earnings are twenty three dollars a month. But this, there's a let me let's try another one. I think that they're just starting to come out though. Like I've just I just started to see these the other day. This is such a smart idea. Yeah, it it just occurred to me everything you guys are saying that. So these are pretty expensive. It's absolutely wasted heat. It's yeah. the heat that, that heats my home is wasted heat in a yeah. way. So these ones are pretty expensive. I've seen some that are under a thousand dollars or like seven hundred dollars. Um I, personally, I would just suggest getting an S9 at the, at that yeah. price is like you can get one. I wouldn't go that price. You said two or three hundred dollars. I said I'd probably I'd probably do that for that price. But yeah, that, go on the the Kaboom Rex uh, telegram and uh and yeah. 
I see. I just wonder like what, what pools they're sending it to. If you get the, if you have to go in and like actually pick what pools you're, uh, you're sending it to. Cause I know different pools will pay out differently. Like how, how you mine. So, what's, what's like the pleb pool. So I, I do slush pool. That's the slush. one. That, okay. Yeah. I think they're switching to brains, but I, th I think it's, it's a, a, on mempool.space. It still says slush pool on there. So how easy would it be for someone like me? Who's not, who has an aversion to this kind of thing to uh, do, to set this all up. It was actually pretty quick. Like uh, I, I did it. Like you can do it in about thirty minutes. Kaboomrex has like a, like a five minute video on how to plug it all in. It's literally plug in the Ethernet cord, plug in the power cords, and then it's like a, a little bit of um, like signing in onto the 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 pool. And I I had it done in twenty to thirty minutes. Mike, don't okay. send your Sats to Prime Trust. Get a, <laughs> get a hardware wallet. <laughs> I actually I have a. Uh... A titanium wallet now i should i shouldn't say that out loud you know maybe i'll cut this part out, cut that but, out. Uh, <laughs> nice. yeah. but i i was sort of proud of myself that i went through that process i'm proud of you it's a lot easier than you think especially if you're a noob and you're like intimidated by uh self-custody just get a treasure or a, a ledger to start and it's it's literally you pop it on your laptop it's copy and paste a an address like you're doing it between it's it's basically like doing it in your browser to like move it from coinbase or something or we're just trying to get it to go from a to b um and then if you care and you should take learn about backing up your seed phrase what a seed phrase is a passphrase to include with your seed phrase and then look into a little bit better self-custody solutions you got specter wallet sparrow wallet you can do your coin joins and mixes to give yourself uh forward privacy and if you do your mix uh your your coin joins your whirlpool is the good one um or one of them uh you can use samurai wallet and it's kind of all built in same with sparrow wallet uh then you know you can if you bought kyc coins and you're like shit like i don't don't want the government to know that i've got this much bitcoin at this address or you know you just want any other type of privacy you can mix your coins a few times and now they're it's a seat you know you're you have privacy so i'm more really privacy. missing out by i'm not miss, mixing my coins regularly i need to be doing you, that more you don't have to do it regularly you just need to do it at least once and then you can do it a few more times and you just once you've done that you, can, you only really have to mix the ones that are fresh that you I feel like, got so I that feel might like be kyc just... I feel like I just fucked this process up. Like I would go to send in the mixing coins and I'd end up sending it to like one of these guys that tells you he'll pay you for Bitcoin for one Bitcoin. No, it's all, it's all, um, it's all automated API service, but it's like easy through some interface, like, like using a computer app, you know, or a desktop mm -hmm. app. It's not, it's okay. not like you don't have to make a phone call to a guy named Gary in <laughs> Fort Wayne, Indiana. Like he's not like we're past that point. Um, but mining is kyc free sats so and, and earning right wouldn't you would you agree like if you're earning it is that is, would that be another kyc free yes as long as you're not uh earning it, through, it where you're like getting it from like a financial institution right right where they've got to like take your photo id and all your stuff to but yeah if you're getting paid in bitcoin like not from a financial Place. right right like like especially like an open dime right or just somebody yeah. paying you sats uh but if you've got it on like cash app or something that's tied to your right. identity then exactly. yes having been paid in sats before in my life for a job i did i was um 
much happier about being paid in sets than I was being paid in fiat. Yeah, yeah. it's a good feeling. Because that person knows, like, understands that it's better money, and to be paid in the better money, it's uh, uh, you respect it a lot more. That's that's another mm -hmm. thing I try to take pride, like, in, in all the signs that I do. Like, I try to make them as best as to my ability, because like I'm giving this to another Bitcoiner, so it's like I want them to also see, like, this is the the best that I can do. You're getting your if you're going to pay me Sats to send this to you, then I want to make sure you're getting the best quality that I can give you. I think I think like that's another thing like having good money being being on a sound money standard will also raise the quality of the things that we would have to be like purchasing because you have to make that that choice of separating yourself with your sats to make that happen so it better be worth it it better be quality to do so right have you ever seen the meme of like some a fictional guy named Kyle is just punching through the drywall in this rural house in Ohio like under the Bitcoin standard. Like we're not gonna have these cheap drywall sheetrock <laughs> houses, Dan, right? We're you're, gonna build you're like houses a, to last. You're, you're like a library of memes, Dan. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, unfortunately, I am. Yeah, I have my my brain is broken from the internet. I'm terminally online. Yeah. Um, I I should ask you this, Rage. What what aspect of Bitcoin do you find yourself attracted to the most um i think for everyone it brings you in with the the, the money part of like oh this is going to get me rich and we're we're so early like that's that's one of the big parts that everyone gets drawn in but then once once you realize the the big implications of it i think the big one for me was uh freedom it was uh because once once you can once you see how much someone else doing something over there with a money printer can affect your life here um it's that's where I want to 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 take their control from them. So if I once I learned how to take that control away from them, the control becomes in my hands now. So now now I hold my future in my hands. So that that's the freedom that I want. I, I don't think everyone in the world is even ready for that or even understands that Bitcoin can open that for everybody. But that's that's what I found in it, and and I want to try to show that to everyone else. So I, I think it's also uh, it's freedom go up technology too. I. Totally agree with that. Um, I think that one of the problems is there's too many people in the world today who, whether it's the government, Elon Musk, whoever, like it's they're being oppressed by something, and that whether the money printer, they're oppressed by the money printer. Even Bitcoiners who are very much orange-pilled maximalists, the way that some of them kind of talk about things, right? Like they just feel like they are slaves to the the fiat system we live in, and what I think Bitcoin doesn't necessarily give you as much as it shows you that you already have, which is sovereignty. And it kind of flips your minds, your mindset that, Oh, I've, I've got freedom money. I've already got it. I don't, whatever the fiat price doesn't matter because like you said earlier, one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Now I can go anywhere in the world and you start doing that, right? You start going other places in the world and you start seeing there's Bitcoiners there too. And you're like, Oh, this isn't even that foreign. It's not that, scary it's not that different it's i've my people are everywhere and that's him like we talked about this earlier on you know on the podcast where like in my head hyper bitcoinization was like a, a personal experience once you kind of flip that switch the whole world there's bitcoiners everywhere and you start to find them you, you start to meet them and it's like the i can do whatever i want now the whole world is open to me yeah 
I uh, I really like the meme where someone's like, it's a bubble, it's a bubble. And as you see like four scenes of it at the very last one, he's someone like chilling inside of like a super nice bubble. Like, like yes, it, it, this is, we're building something over here. So, and this is, it, it's, a, it's a first time that we've been able to do that, to, to be able to like, I don't like your rules. I like these rules and we, we decided to play by these rules over here. So, and then to see and meet all these people that are over there playing by those rules, um, that's, that's the cool part. Because now, now we get to build what we want over there. Like a bubble is rapidly expanding inflation, right? Until it just takes over everything, right? Like that's how the universe works. Like you've got these, the universe itself is supposed to be spherical. It's just this rapidly expanding movement that pretty soon, like it's like, it's a black hole, right? Like you exactly sucked everything say. in, you sucked everything in. Yeah. And, uh, and the thing is, it, it's gonna benefit. It's gonna benefit everybody. They they don't see it yet. They're gonna try to fight it. But it, it is even the last person to join Bitcoin, it, they will benefit from joining Bitcoin than being some than not being with Bitcoin. Yep. So it, it's just a matter of time to for the world to to figure that out. No, that's definitely um, interesting. The the sort of fact that freedom is um granted to you in a way so you're not granted to you sorry you're sort of taking it you're sort yeah. of taking yeah that's so is what you have to do yeah that's what we started it's like free you don't get freedom from somebody else freedom is what you take it's what you demand and there might be consequences to that you can't free you, there's never going to be a point in time despite maybe what some people are hoping for where there's just no you have ultimate freedom nobody's going to trespass nobody's going to screw with you everything's voluntary it's like there might be a heavy price to pay for making the decisions and living the life you want to make. Yeah. And freedom is making those decisions anyway. Yeah. yeah. Free, like freedom isn't really easy. Like the, I like the analogy of like the lion, like you, you put a lion uh, out in the wilderness, it still has to go out and there's still a lot with the freedom that it has to, it has to go out and get food. There's still a lot you have to do out with this freedom. But if you, if he's safe, in a cage and being fed like is he really is he really the the lion that he is is he, he doesn't have freedom but he might be safe so which one do you right. do you want to be safe in your little bubble or do you want to go have the freedom to go live and to go do something exactly like the 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 fiat system that builds everything that like the society we live in right now more or less the banks the grocery stores the road all of it uh and it's like protected by it right like that's the cage we're living in it right now like if you don't exercise your freedom to be who you are, live your life, be the, uh, be unashamed and, and live your values, right? Like you're, you're atrophying in a cage. Yeah. Have you, have you heard the analogy about the, the people in, in the cave and then, uh, Oh yeah. Plato's cave, right? Yeah, and where they where they go out and they, they get blinded, and you try to go back inside to explain to them, and you can't even you can't see. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's just like once you go out there and see this this thing that is new, you, it's hard to go back to your old place and, and to to even explain it, because there's. Uh, but you try to you try to get to as many people as you can out to see this freedom that you found. And coincidentally, Mike. It very popular story in the new testament of christianity is is uh saul doing that very thing where he comes to contact with god and it blinds him yeah and he, he yeah so it's a it's a common analogy in the in mythology yeah. well, it makes me think that uh hyper bitcoinization sort of exists as you said in the individual but it's like the 
the level of hyper Bitcoinization you are, I think, is how much you can interact and continue to stay in the Bitcoin system. Like, can you afford it? And you're, so, are you willing to make sacrifices? And you are you willing to make the yeah. perfect for example? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, feel, I feel like I'm personally in one of those positions that I can. Like I, I'm, I feel like I'm young. I still have like a like a good income coming in. So like I, I, I feel like this is the most moral cause that I can do with my time and my my energy. So uh, I feel like it, it's a it's a fight worth fighting. Oh, and, yeah. then, and at the end of the day, it's still going to yes, it's going to enrich all of us. If this works, it's going to enrich all of us. Not not just me. It's not it, not just you guys here because we're earlier, or that even the earlier people. It's it's going to enrich everybody. So the sooner we get on that page, the the better. Rage, do you want to close out with any sort of um, thoughts about yourself or where to find you or what you're working on or you know the whole um, spiel. Yeah, well, you can you can find me. I have a couple different accounts. My personal one's the Rage against Fiat Rage AF. Um, the three is uh, for the E in Rage, but uh, that that's my personal one. Then I have my uh, my little sign account that I'm doing. It's uh, No Waste BTC Signs, and then uh, my uh, my Bitcoin meetup is uh, Baco Bitcoin. So you can find this all all three of those on Twitter, and then I have got an Instagram form as well. So we'll, and we'll include if... them in the show notes for sure. Sweet, thank you. Yeah. And if you if your meetup is not uh, posted on bitcoinereventscom Swan, we run that uh, that website, so you and you can post it for free, and you can hook it up to, if you've got it on like meetup.com or like one of those aggregator sites, yep. and it'll automatically add that to the list. So anybody who is looking for more details or more information about the Bakersfield meetup, if you forget after watching the show or listening to the show which day it is and when, head over to bitcoinereventscom and you'll be able to find it there. Cool. I'll make sure I'm going to log that in. Thank you for that. Great. Thanks. Thank you guys both uh, for the the shout outs and uh, um, for for letting me get on here and talk about everything. So, no, Dude, it's great conversation. Thank you for Thanks on, for coming man. on. Yeah. yeah awesome. You. Thank you. Yeah. Also, I'll be streaming you guys sats. So, <laughs> be listening in. Yeah. That's that's how. Thank you for doing that. By the way. Yeah. That's no. I, I, I love it. Yeah. I'm gonna cut it. Thanks again for listening to the High Hash Rate podcast. You can find us on Twitter at High Hash Rate, or you can hit up Dan at Heartland Bitcoin, H-R-T-L-N-D Bitcoin, or myself, Mike, at Run Dance Bitcoin. That's all one word, Run Dance Bitcoin. If you're a fellow pleb or you just want to shoot the shit with two high Bitcoiners, reach out to us. Mm-hmm.